Hello, hello. This is another week of Coffee Conversations. I'm Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. This is a great day. It's a, it's a good day. It's nice nice and cool outside. We're getting ready for the festival um, this, this this weekend, right? We got tents going up. They're, they're mowing the grass. They're definitely mowing the grass outside the window. Yeah, we had to pause a little bit uh, and, and just do some chatting because the mower was literally outside of our window. <laughs> and we didn't want uh, the microphone to shake uh, for all you guys doing this recording so but uh yeah the tents are going up are you, are you stopping by the festival we'll be here for probably a great deal of it it run it's this year it's only one day it's not um right the usual it's three not the, day, not the four, four days day. yeah i came uh the year before i i got here it's two years ago uh, i came the week after the festival but i stopped in on on saturday and it was just amazing to see all the people and all the food and i think i got elephant ears so <laughs> I usually work the the hamburger booth. Oh yeah, yep. It's a lot of fun. Nice. It's a how lot, many lot how many fun. burgers do you think you a lot you flip, <laughs> you, you flip there? We flipped a lot. Nice, nice. Never so. really flipped burgers. Um, no. Professionally, or for a you know for a, for a festival. You I mean, I, I mean, I have on the on my own grill. But you never worked for McDonald's? No, I never really had a job like that. I I, I worked at uh, maintenance in oh, my my home wow. parish. I never had. I've never really had like a real job. <laughs> Basically, uh, I mean, we did a lot of hard maintenance work uh-huh. at my home parish. We did a lot of real projects, but, but yeah, I never had to like do a job interview. Oh, that's good. Well, I mean, I suppose the interview with the bishop mm-hmm. before priesthood before, was, yeah. was kind of a big deal, but, <laughs> but no. So, so maybe I'll maybe I'll join you at the at the uh, the, the burger the tent, burger booth, <laughs> the burger booth here one day. But yeah, it's been a it's been a lot of festivals, a lot of a lot of, a lot of feasting. Kind of recently, we had Memorial Day. Memorial Day, did you well, do anything fun? I did. Uh, I did. Went down to my family in Akron, and my my brother. So my brother, I have two brother, two brother, two younger brothers, um, Alex and Dylan. And Dylan, my middle brother, his hobby is collecting hobbies. Um, <laughs> collecting so, hobbies. <laughs> yes. He, he he loves to do just all kinds of things, and one of the things he loves to do uh, is uh, welding. Wow. So he does welding things, and so he built this huge meat smoker. Uh, it's probably like I don't know, five six feet. Oh wow! Or no, probably it's it's huge. It's this big drum. He cut in half and then added all these parts onto, and it's just wood fired. And so he smoked ribs and uh, pork butt. Wow! So it was it was pretty magical uh, as always. And yeah, just saw some some cousins and, and some family, and it was really great. And I wasn't able to go myself, but uh, my mom, I know she went to the, the cemetery. Uh, my grandfather is buried out in Ritman at the, oh, wow. the, the military uh, yeah. cemetery, and she said there was a lot of people out there. So, uh, how about you? Well, we did the family party, but before that, in the morning, um, I used to go to the Concord Cemetery, yeah. and they read the names of all the veterans, mm-hmm. and it goes way back, like to the Civil War and before. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. But this year, I was with Father Fred, and we did mass out at the uh, All Souls Cemetery. Right. There had to be almost 400 people all in the grass, and wow. it was just, it was pretty profound. And it was a beautiful day, so. It was gorgeous. It was really, really nice. Yeah, Memorial Day, it was, it's a real, uh, it's a real blessing for us to have uh, this, this, this holiday that we remember those who have given their lives, those servicemen and women who have given their lives for us, uh, and sacrificed, you know, the ultimate gift, you know, of their lives for our, our freedom. Yeah, I mean, I'm just grateful for uh, certainly my my family members who have been in the military, and and any anyone else's who's listening who's who's had um, military family members who have died. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, we just we keep them in our prayers and, and we just thank them for uh, for their for their gift. So I was driving just recently, not too long ago, and listening to Sirius XM, you can listen to country all day long. Yeah. And the song came up, Live Like You Were Dying. Oh, yeah. You know, Who does and, that? Uh, Tim McGraw. It's kind of old. It came out in 2013. But it talks about... It know, is amazing. When you start dating yeah. songs, <laughs> like, like, this album came out 10 years ago already. I like, can't <laughs> believe it was that long. Right, um, right. And I have a friend who was going through cancer at the same time. Mm. And, she, and that's the songs about a friend of his who had been going through cancer. And she said, you know, if it wasn't for the cancer, this was a really good experience. Mm -hmm. She had thyroid cancer, and they removed it, and everything turned out okay. But in the meantime, it was really scary. Mm -hmm. And she pretty much changed the way she was living her life because of that, knowing that the game clock of her life was eventually going to run out. Yeah. You know, that she wasn't going to live forever, so she was going to do the meaningful things in life. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever thought about, like, when you're gonna die? Yeah, or you, you know, I, I can't. I can't say. Um, you know, on the surface, I suppose I have. I, I haven't spent tons of time with it, but you know, it is. It is a good just question in reality. Have we thought about uh, our death before? Um, you know, I, I have. In in so far as uh, a couple of years ago, I came across this phrase. It's called uh, "memento mori." Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a Latin phrase that means "remember your death." There's a uh, there's a there's a nun, a kind of a young nun who has been inspired in the past couple of years. Uh, she's a, a nun of the daughters of Saint Paul, and we'll include links uh, to her website and okay. some of the some of the books she has. But she she felt very moved to rediscover this 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 phrase that was very popular in the medieval age, uh, and really for a good chunk of the uh, the the church's life of of remembering uh, your death. And you know, it's just, it's a very just powerful reflection that, you know, yeah, someday we are going to die. Um, and so one of the things is uh, that she's helped to, people to do is actually to have uh, have skulls. Uh, so in, in the medieval, medieval ages, they would have mementos of things. So like, what is a, a memento? It's a little something that reminds you, it's a physical thing that mm -hmm. reminds you of something else. So, so even Memorial Day, right? It's kind of the same root word that we, we remember um, by going to a cemetery, by looking at a picture of someone mm -hmm. uh, who has who's passed on, uh, we remind ourselves. We have a physical reminder of, of the of a, of a deeper uh, of a deeper reality. And yeah, so I actually have a skull on my desk, like a <laughs> real a, one. Well, no, not a real one. <laughs> I haven't killed anyone. Uh, I haven't good. randomly come across any skulls. Um, but no, it's a it was, it was a plastic one I bought on Amazon for I don't know maybe ten bucks or something like that. So. Uh, but yeah, it's like, you know, when people come into my office, it's like, whoa, this priest is pretty metal, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's got skulls on his desk, <laughs> but no one's actually ever commented about it really, um, coming into my office. But yeah, it's, so it's, it's a physical reminder and you know, someone could look at that and go like, oh, that's creepy. That's weird. Why would you do that? Mm -hmm. But it's really about keeping things in perspective, you know, that this is a reality that's going to be, and how is it informing my life now of, 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 of how I, of, of how I live? So. Well, and I think the middle ages, they were surrounded by death all the time. Right. The, the plague, um, just wars. Right. Plus the living conditions are so much harder than, than they are now. Mm -hmm. And today we kind of separate ourselves from the sick people go to the hospital. Yeah. Um, 
we work really hard on keeping our bodies young and healthy. Right. Um, so I think the focus goes from acknowledging the fact that death was part of life, like in the Middle Ages, to mm-hmm. we're going to live forever. Yeah. You know, like um, my in-laws are in their late 80s, early 90s, and they still look like they're in their 60s. Yeah. You know, so death seems like it's never really going to hit us until like COVID hits and then one of the friends we have dies. Yeah. You know, and then death becomes kind of real. And yeah. we try to avoid the virus so we don't die. Right. Yeah, I mean, we are pretty removed uh, from just the reality of death mm-hmm. kind of in our, in our modern culture because we don't work on farms, you know, we uh, generally, and we don't, yeah. we don't, we, we don't slaughter animals. Uh, we don't, we, everything kind of comes packaged to us mm-hmm. uh, in the store. Um, yeah, our, I mean, our, thankfully, we have medicine and technology and we're able to uh, prolong good health for a pretty long time mm-hmm. uh, comparatively. And then, yeah, when someone gets sick and, and, and death is a reality, like, it can freak us out because, like, it's out of the blue. Like, here it is. And I wonder, like, is that helpful, you know, kind of for us uh, at different times at the end of the day? Mm-hmm. Well, I think hospice has really helped with understanding death. Mm-hmm. You know, their philosophy isn't let's just keep extending your life. It's like, how do we make you comfortable and, and help you to, um, mm-hmm. to pass peacefully? Um, and a lot of times it's how do people want to come home? They, they'll go, I don't want to die in the hospital. I want to be in my own home, yeah. in my own bed, right. surrounded by my family. Right. Um, and that's something I don't think that's happened for a long time. I think it's finally we're starting to grasp that. For know, sure. For someone's sure. going to die. Yeah. Um, of that, a natural cause. Yeah, <laughs> that death is a part of life and it's something we can, we can embrace in a certain sense. Um, that is something we desire, mm-hmm. um, but we just acknowledge and anticipate. Yeah. Yeah, and as Christians, you know, we have a, a certain, you know, death is uh, a very important reality for us to remember. I mean, God himself entered into death, mm-hmm. right? So as Christians, we believe that death isn't just an ending. You know, it's not just, you know, so whatever your last day on the calendar is going to be, that's not the end. You know, that we believe, um, well, first, that as human beings, we have this thing called a soul, and that soul is actually immortal. You know, whether we're, yeah, I mean, it's just whether we're baptized or not, like we have, we have an immortal soul that's going to live forever. And, you know, obviously baptism uh, brings God's life into our immortal soul and, and brings it salvation. But it's interesting at the, the funeral mass, uh, in the Eucharistic prayer, there's um, a, be- a beautiful line that I, I really like to slow down when I, when I pray it with families during the, the mm-hmm. funeral mass. And it's this little, this little idea that death, uh, when life is changed, uh, not ended. Mm-hmm. That as Christians, we believe that at death, it's, not, it's an ending of a certain way of living, but it's also a beginning of another way uh, of, of living. And yeah, have we have we really thought about death kind of in that way? And what I like about that life has changed, not ended. It's that way for the person who's died, but it's also that way for the families who are surviving. You mm-hmm. know that their life has changed, but their life hasn't ended. Right. Um, that their life continues to to go on even in the midst of suffering. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I think when I do retreats, I usually ask whether they're high school kids or adults. If you could ask God, like, 
two or three questions, what would you ask? And the top two questions always are, when am I going to die? And what's my purpose in life? Mm -hmm. You know, that it would be so much easier if our life had a game clock and you could just see the seconds ticking down. Yeah. Because then you could know you could screw around for the first three quarters (laughs) and then work really hard at the last. You'd always have procrastinators. Yeah. Or you could, you know, kind of like play even ball until you get to the last two minute warning and then work really hard, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm but it's hard because our lives don't have a game clock and we don't know when the end is. And I think this whole remember your death really helps in saying, I acknowledge there's an end, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm going to live the best I can until I get to that end whenever God calls me home. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that is the question. How do we, how do we look at death uh, as Christians? And then how would we strangely embrace it? Right, not in the sense of we desire it or we're asking for it, um, but just the kind of reality that things will come to an end. How do we embrace that? So I think we kind of wanted to talk about, you know, what that what that kind of means. Well, what we're talking about, and then what we're not what we're not uh, kind of talking about. My uh, son at, and I at the worked, same time. My son and I worked at camp for like I don't know ten years, and mm-hmm. it was really great. It was a lot of fun, and my daughter too. And it was really odd. The first day at camp. I would start counting down the days to the end of camp. And my son finally stopped and said, what are you trying to wish the summer away? And I said, nope. I said, the joke at the end of camp is, I can't believe the summer's over already. So we started using that line on the first day of camp. Right. I can't believe the summer's over already. Right. Because you kind of blast through day by day by day until you mm. take everything for granted and then it's over. Yeah. So I think this whole remember your death is acknowledging there's an end and living the best you can until you get to that end. Right. Essentially, what you're saying is like embracing life. Mm-hmm. We, we can embrace death, the reality of death, by embracing life in the fullest way we can in the time that we have. And I think that's where the Tim McGraw song comes in. Right. He said, I, lo- I learned to love deeper, and I spoke sweeter, and I gave forgiveness I'd been denying. And then he said, someday I hope you'll get the chance to live like you're dying. It's almost like reassess your priorities. What are those lasting things right. that you're working for? Mm-hmm. Not so much a house or a boat or a car, mm-hmm. but a good relationship with your wife or your kids or your family. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because when, um, when I first heard that song, you were talking about it. I don't know if I've actually heard it before, but you know, I, I, at first I kind of thought about like the YOLO culture um so like so you only live once um so it's like so live like you're dying like what we're not what we what we shouldn't be aiming for is just like well you only live once so like let's do whatever you think is the Mm -hmm. best and whatever's funnest um most fun i suppose yeah most fun (laughs) um grammar things you know fill the fill the moment with whatever you wanted to and that you could justify doing anything Mm -hmm. in that sense so we're not that's not exactly the christian approach no. Uh, what we would be saying, right? So it would be focusing on the things that are, are, are most important, kind of a, in a deeper and profound sense. And I love that bumper sticker that says, the one with the most toys wins when you die. Right. You know, it's like, not so much. <laughs> All the toys are left behind as you kind of pass into the next life. So right. uh, you might want to reassess the priorities there. Yeah. So like, what are the priorities? How do we, how are we living for things that are most important to us and and right as you say like that can be kind of our our personal things 
we do want to fill our life with with good things, mm-hmm. uh, with with vacations and um, thing. Well, just in, th- in the sense, the things that really help us to enjoy the earth, enjoy mm-hmm. what we've been given. But that can't be the only thing we're living for. You know, are we living, you know, to know, love, and serve God? Like at the end of the day, like where can we see that in our lives? And if we don't see it, you know, reminding ourselves that we're going to die could be a good way of kind of lighting the fire anew in our heart, in our hearts, knowing that at the end of our life, God is going to ask us, did you know me? Did you love me? You know, and did you serve me? Not that he's, you know, not because he's asking that because he's, he's just, you know, kind of jealous and wants all of our time and attention, you know, um, like a kind of like a dictator, but because he knows if we do that, if, if we do spend our lives doing that, we're going to actually live the most. We're going to, um, yeah, we're just going to we know the most fulfillment, not just in heaven, but now that we can know. As a teacher for like 30 years, one of the biggest questions at the beginning of the semester or during the semester was, is this going to be on the test? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, we're learning all this stuff, but like, what's the really important part? Because that's what I'm going to focus on. Right. And I think Jesus tells us that in Matthew 25, where he says, you know, when did you see me hungry? When did you see me thirsty? Um, when when did you care for me? Right. You know, and the and even says those people that have will be welcomed into the kingdom of heaven. And the people that haven't, well, there's not a lot of options left. Mm-hmm. How do how do we live like Jesus said, follow my command of loving God, loving your neighbor? That's the end test question is yeah. how have I done those two things loving God and loving my neighbor for sure and I think those two things you know we would say those are the life-giving things you know that's what we would focus on that would bring life to us and you know it's 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 like the truth that we have Good Friday but then we also have Easter Sunday mm-hmm. that our our death is as Christians is only in light of uh, of the resurrection and of and of and, of, and of the life we're called to know and experience, not just at the end of all things, uh, at the end of our life, but uh, here and now, and so it can just be, yeah, a great consolation to remember our death and know that God's in it. God hasn't left us alone in it, uh, and that God's going to provide provide us life uh, through it. And I think remembering your death also acknowledges that there's going to be struggles along the way. Right. That you know life isn't easy. Um, but that God is always there in those struggles at every moment. So if you're going through a struggle right now, know that God's with you, that even in the struggle or the crucifixion you might be going through now, that, that there's also that joy in the resurrection, that God has never, ever, ever left you. Right. Yeah. And before we go to our prayer, just want to one last little note. Uh, you know, we've heard the, heard the phrase R.I.P. before, mm-hmm. right? Um, so rest, uh, rest in peace. It's actually, a, it comes from a, a Latin phrase. Uh, from like as early as the the eighth century, um, so it comes from a, a Latin phrase, um, "resquiescant in pace." So that's rest in peace in Latin. Mm-hmm. And we still we have a prayer. We pray every time uh, someone dies at the funeral mass, uh, or at the at the at the wake. Uh, we pray this prayer: "Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace." Amen. Amen. So as we uh, as we move on from this conversation, let's keep all keep in mind all those who and our family and friends uh, who have died, and we'll keep them in prayer uh, as we as we end this uh, conversation. 
So let's pray in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day, of our lives, uh, of our church, uh, of our faith. We give you thanks uh, and praise for the gift of life, uh, life in its its goodness and its wonder and its its splendor. That we should we ask the, for the grace to never take for granted the gift of our lives. We also give you thanks and praise for the gift uh, of death, of the reality that we will not live here forever, but we will live forever uh, with you. We ask you to, for the grace uh, to embrace our death, to acknowledge it with you, uh, to always view it through the lens of hope that you have promised uh, to lead us through death, whether that's physical death or anything difficult we may be going through in our lives. We ask you to be with us and bless us, keep us safe as we continue through this journey, uh, always living and loving uh, in the best ways uh, we can with your grace. And we ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm going to keep this conversation going as I go water flowers at the cemetery. So uh, There you go. We'll keep praying. Keep them, keep them watered. Yep. All right. So, all right, everyone, have a blessed day, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks. God bless.